Hey everybody, I'm here again with Joshua Becker as we continue our conversation. Kind of now, we've done some of the why, some of the background. Now we just want to jump right into your home or your apartment and your life and kind of go area by area through your home. And Joshua, we start off, for better or for worse, in the closet, specifically with our wardrobe. And, you know, there's such a fascinating history you tell in a number of your books about kind of the, the journey from the wardrobe in an older home where you'd have like, a, you know, my grandma was an antique dealer. And so one of the things that she would sell and collect and refinish was wardrobes, which are basically a, a closet that was a piece of furniture, to then a reach-in closet that was bigger, to now the walk-in closet, which is the size of a, a small home for a lot of people. And so you tell that story. And so just what advice do you have for kind of where to start with you know, kind of our wardrobe or what's the, would you start with kind of mentality or a, a set limit or would you just jump right in to kind of, you know, item by item in your closet? Yeah. Now I think I see some bedrooms with two walk-in closets, one for, uh, one for him and one for her. Um, wow. I, you know, I, I think so much of this conversation is, is always like, you got to start with the inspiration and and follow with the instruction. Like we've all read the books on how to declutter your closet or seen the articles and and thought to it, um, thought it would be important. But the like, why would I do this? Like, what would the benefits be as I began to own fewer clothes? And um, once we begin to see it, um, then I think it becomes something that we we want to apply uh, much more in our lives. I, um, I forget where I where I read the stat or where I wrote it, but um, you know, 50 years ago, the average American woman had nine outfits, and now the average American woman has 30 outfits. Uh, and I assume right. that the numbers are not all that different for men um, for men either. But I found as I minimized my clothes um, that there are some of the the telltale. Like, oh, it would be easier to get ready in the morning. Um, my clothes wouldn't get wrinkled when they're so packed in there together. Gosh, I would spend less money because I'm buying fewer clothes. Like those are very real benefits. Um, probably the one that most people don't think about is how freeing it is to look into your closet and know that everything hanging there you love and would be happy to wear. Like there are a lot of emotions and memories tied up in our clothing. And I think when we, I can just picture opening my closet and there being, I don't know, hundreds of things. And, oh gosh, I feel bad that I don't wear that sweater anymore. Or I, I love when I used to fit into those jeans. Um, gosh, I feel so bad that I don't wear that enough. I really should. And like, like that's how I was starting my morning a lot. Um, but when I, when I minimize, when I pared down and I did pretty considerably over a couple of different waves, uh, like I, I love my closet. I open it up and I could grab anything on any given day and be happy, be happy wearing it. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, it is, uh, Bethany, a co-pastor of mine, and I did a teaching um, that has just come up on our podcast on simplicity of apparel and just the biblical theology behind, you know, the origin point of clothing in the Genesis narrative and how clothing comes 
as a response to sin and shame and fear. And so it comes as no surprise that we have a complex emotional relationship with our clothing, you know? And so even, of course, you have just the basic, like psychologists talk about the paradox of choice, that a few choices makes us feel free and kind of makes us feel a sense of agency. But too many choices on anything from a lunch menu to what to wear in the morning actually is the cause of anxiety. And so there's like a real peace and calm when you walk into a closet and there's a few choices, but not very many. Um, it's very counterintuitive to the messaging that we receive from advertising and the fashion industry. But even besides that, there is a much deeper kind of psycho, even spiritual relationship that we have to our clothing. Yeah. Uh, Alice Gregory, um, writing for J. Crew, um, she, she makes this fascinating observation where she says, when you look at most children's books, uh, the main character always wears the same clothes, like sometimes throughout right. the entire <laughs> series. And she makes this great point that that deep down we crave stability. Um, but somewhere along the way, like the the retail, the the fashion, the apparel industry comes along and and it tells us every season that we need different colors. And we need different styles. And if we don't keep up, then we're falling behind. Um, and we end up with closets full of clothes that that we don't like and we we don't love. And I, I think Henry David Thoreau said it so good. Uh, everybody laughs at last year's fashions, but religiously right. follows the new. And um, it's uh, it's so true. I, I just love, I just love like knowing that as best I can say this, that, that I've kind of overcome that in my life, that that I'm not at the whim of what the fashion industry says I need to wear this coming season, that I I know what I wear and, and I know who I am and people know what to expect when I'm going to be showing up. And it's just, I don't know, such a such a foolish thing, I think, to that we that we waste our time and money and energy pursuing. But anyway, that's um, a little bit of the I think that, you know, why we do this. I went and read that Alice Gregory blog uh, that you reference in your book, and it was fantastic. And I love her line. It's like a cheap and easy way to feel famous, you know, because it's iconic yeah. if you have a uniform or something. And as a as a kind of fashion writer in New York City, 20 something, you know, it was compelling. But also because she was a woman and that's without getting into, you know, touchy stuff. It feels to me like there's a lot more cultural pressure on women than on men to have excess wardrobe stuff, where if a guy kind of wears a black t-shirt and jeans most days, you're like, well, it's kind of cool. He's a dude. He's like, he's got it down. But if a woman were to do that, there's an odd pressure. In fact, somebody sent me a link to an experiment that two newscasters in Australia ran where the guy, the male newscaster, wore the exact same navy blue suit every single day for a year. And his um, partner, who was female, wore a different outfit every single day for a year. And not a single person commented on his wear or even noticed likely on him wearing the exact same suit. And the interesting kind of, you know what I mean? Even the justice of that or the expectations of that in kind of the social norm of that for men and women. Is that something that you run into? And obviously I'm not, we're not here as two dudes to tell yeah. women how they yeah. emotionally right. navigate this process yeah. at all. It's more just, I, I guess, empathy at an emotional level for some yeah. of the cultural pressure 
that says you need to own all of these outfits. Yeah. Yes, totally. And I, you know, uh, of course, if you go online, if you Google, you know, capsule wardrobe, um, something like that, like it's almost always women who are talking about that, probably because, you know, it's a, a, a bigger question of, of how to apply some of these principles. Um, right. Project 333 is a yeah, uh, experiment started yeah. by um, started by Courtney Carver, who lives in Salt Lake City. And um, I just learned a lot from her um and and trying out that experiment and i would and i would recommend it and you're right a couple dudes talking i don't you know um, how helpful is it to a woman but i uh, my fear is that people regardless of gender use um social expectations as an excuse um when they shouldn't so um, cause I hear it a lot. Yeah. You're a guy. So it's easy for you to do that, but I'm, I'm a woman. And so I couldn't possibly do it. And, and my response is always, you don't have to fall in line with all of society's expectations just because you're a female. Like what ones are you going to grab onto and which ones are you going to fall in line with? And, and which ones are you just going to take charge of your own life with? And, and are the expectations there? Are you just putting them on yourself? Um, certainly a, a little of both. But the, the fact that there are so many women writing about capsule wardrobes and, and talking about how to own less, uh, I think should be very encouraging um, to anyone. Yeah, and there's obviously a listening. lot of room between you know owning 31 <clears throat> plus outfits and who knows how many pairs of shoes and you know the stat that the average item is uh, is worn seven times and then thrown out, and having a uniform like Alice Gregory or whatever, which is rad. And again, read her blog; it's absolutely fantastic. It's very short and a really fun little article. There's obviously you know Capsule Wardrobe Project Three Three Three, which is own you know I think thirty three items for three months. Then you know the the one that I passed around that I just actually just recently gave to my wife and she was all over it was. Jennifer Scott's The 10 Item Wardrobe, her TED Talk on that. And you can watch a great little TED Talk where she makes this compelling case based on kind of European and French culture to limit your basic wardrobe to 10 items. You know, so there's lots of stuff in that capsule wardrobe or 333 or the 10 item wardrobe. There's lots of middle ground there where you can kind of pick a rubric and kind of live into that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just for sake of time, I so for me, it was a process of, at first, I, I cut my closet in half, and just by getting rid of clothes that I didn't want, that I didn't wear, um, like I was able to cut my closet down pretty significantly, and um, and I'd later cut it in half again. But I think for most people, if they just get rid of a third of their clothing, if they get rid of a half of their clothing, like pick a number, pick a percentage, and and try to get there, and then see how how that makes you feel and how that changes your, your view of getting ready in the morning. And if you're enjoying what's happening, then push yourself a little further and push yourself a little further and begin to challenge your assumptions even more. Yeah. And there were layers, you know, as through my process, there were layers to this, you know, I think I started going down to seven outfits, one for every day of the week or whatever, and then down to three and then down to two. And there's just, you know, because I just kept finding more life and you quote, I don't know where you found this stat, but you quote the national association of productivity and organizing professionals. I have no idea what, what that is, but saying that basically most people 
wear um, 20% of the clothes in their closet 80% of the time. And your interpretation of that is most of us could cut out like two thirds of our wardrobe and barely even feel it in how we dress. Okay, so what advice? So let's, we want to keep these short. So let's say right now people have this podcaster in the earbud. They order pizza. They're there with their girlfriend or their, their buddies or their wife or kids or whatever. And they got a glass of wine or whatever. And they are standing in front of their reach-in closet or walk-in closet or his and hers walk-in closet, whatever it is. Like any just coaching for like where to start? We've done some of kind of the big picture stuff. Any just kind of practical like, man, here's some coaching for as you go through. I would I would pick a number. I would pick a percentage. Uh, I would say one third. Uh, get rid of get rid of one third um, right now. I, I think that you can probably do it. It'll probably be easier than you think. Um, if you then if you have a a hanging closet, I love like the the backward hanging experiment. Like just take all your hangers and hang them backwards, uh, and then whenever you wear an item, put it back forward. And after about six weeks, you'll have a pretty good idea of even more clothes in your closet mm -hmm. that just hang there and you don't actually wear, uh, which I think pushes you a, a little bit further. And then if you really want to get into it, just Google project 333. Uh, it's great. Changed my life. Like literally, literally changed my life in terms of what I wear and uh, the time and money that I waste and energy that I used to waste on, um, on clothing. So Google that, check it out and um, it'll, it'll be beneficial to you. That's amazing. And not to pretend like I know what I'm talking about, but one of the things that was the most helpful for me was, I don't know if I got it from you or somebody else, but to have a pile, not just like a keep pile and a throwaway recycle sell pile, but a weight pile, which is, and we're recommending this for every area of the house and the home as we go through this process as a church. But that's just kind of, there's so many items that are like, oh, I don't know, I don't really wear this a lot or need this a lot, but you know, my aunt gave it to me or my mom gave it to me. What if she comes to visit and notices that the sweater isn't there or I overspent? I never should have bought this, but I spent too much money on this. And now I feel like it would be a waste to sell it at Buffalo Exchange or give it away or whatever. And so what I've done in the past is I just put all of that into a bag or a box, put a date on it, like for three to six months later and stick it in the garage or in, you know, a hall closet. And then if at any point I think, oh, I really wish I had kept that jacket, great, just go grab the jacket, put it on, don't feel any guilt or shame. Not, that's literally happened to me once through the entire process. There was one jacket that I went back and got out. Other than that, I literally don't even remember the items. And then when I come back three or six months later, it's easy to be like, yep, Goodwill, Poshmark, give it to my uncle, whatever it is. So easy to do that process. Something like that. I don't know. Not that I know what I'm talking about, but that was really helpful for me. Well, thank you so much, Joshua, for all of your advice on our closet. And we hope to come back with Room by Room. 